So to help people figure out what, how did you say it? You want to be able to help people figure out who they're supposed to be and what they're good at? Yeah, it's, so the, if I could summarize it, it's helping you figure out who God created you to be. You know, that you are going to honor God the most, you're going to please God the most, and you're going to enjoy life more when you're being true to yourself. I'm Travis Albritton, and you are listening to Ministry Startup. This is episode eight, and I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that you know what this podcast is about. On the last episode of Ministry Startup, I had to wrestle with whether to make a faithful decision or a responsible one. And you still feel that way now? Even, uh, because I know before, like, we would talk about it, like, as a hypothetical. Yeah. But then, like, now it's like, okay, this is a real opportunity that I might get. While I was trying to figure out if I could responsibly pursue this ministry position, I was still very much committed to the success of Unlock Your Gifts. But when we last left off, things weren't going so great. I had one client, but no idea how I would get more. I had gotten about as far as I could on my own, and I needed help. But where would that help come from? People in ministry always know the right thing to do. This is something I used to believe because I didn't know any better. What's ironic, though, is that the more seasoned you become, the more you realize how little you actually know. It's kind of like the peewee football coach who helped his son win their league championship, thinking he knows how to call plays better than the professional quarterbacks he watches every Sunday. Even the most expert-level ministry leaders don't know everything, but the skill that they've honed over time is the ability to learn quickly and to apply previous experiences to new problems. It's a skill that I had in certain areas, but I hadn't yet developed it for the ministry I was trying to create, an online ministry. I had a plan, a good one, but it wasn't as good as I needed it to be. And without the experience to know what other options were on the table, I felt stuck. I had no path forward. I felt like Luke Skywalker at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back. He's gone as far as he can on his own to try and become a Jedi, but he needed a tutor, a guide, someone who could fill in the gaps and help him continue to grow and reach his full potential. For Luke, this was Yoda, the retired Jedi Master. And if Unlock Your Gifts was going to take the next step, I needed to find a Yoda. But how do you do that? How do you find a guide? How do you identify the person who is both able and willing to help you? And how do you squeeze into their probably very busy schedule if you don't have a prior friendship or connection. Two words. Be bold. Four times in the final book of the Bible, the phrase that there will be those of every tribe, every language, every people, 
people and every nation is used. How's that going to happen? How are we going to get all those people before the throne? That's Steve Staten. He was one of the other presenters at the Unboxed Conference. I heard about him because my church had hired him to come down and do some consulting for the leadership team. But that's not the reason he's important. The reason Steve is important is because he is doing exactly what I want to be doing, working for himself full-time while helping churches. And when I discovered what he did, I knew this was someone I needed to connect with. When you want to develop a relationship with someone, a leader or other busy person with a very busy schedule, there are a couple key principles that come into play. First, you have to make yourself super available. If you are asking for their help, you can't have conditions. You have to be willing to do whatever it takes to make it into their schedule. Remember, you are asking for a favor. Make it as easy as possible for them to reciprocate. Second, you need to give before you ask. Some of the most meaningful conversations I've had with mentors came in car rides to the airport, helping them move, or even helping them with errands around the house. Asking to set up a meeting with someone feels more daunting than offering to meet a need that they already have. Then, you just make sure that whatever you want to talk about comes up in conversation. For Steve, the opportunity came in the form of my guest bedroom. He was going to be making a second trip to Jacksonville to finish his work for my local church. So I contacted the appropriate church staff members and texted Steve directly to ask if I could put him up in my guest bedroom while he was here. And this would require some personal sacrifice, being hospitable, but in return, I would be able to squeeze in between his appointments and create time that wasn't there before. If Luke had to travel to another planet to find Yoda, I had to essentially recruit him to sleep in my spare bedroom and then hijack one of his meals. But it worked. It doesn't feel monotonous. Right. So you just kind of move around the city? Yeah. <clears throat> Makes sense. This time with Steve had a purpose. But since we didn't know each other really well, it was also an opportunity to spark a friendship that could pay dividends for years to come. We started the conversation swapping stories about our time in the ministry. And one of the quirkiest things I've noticed about ministry is that everyone, and I mean everyone, has a crazy story. When serving God is your full-time job, some really strange things tend to happen to you. I hadn't found anyone yet who's had to eat honey and locusts in the desert, but Steve had a story that wasn't that far off. Stuff and our two kids 
when she was pregnant. <laughs> and we, uh, she was down there for a week before I got there, but that was our life, you know. Wow. She never saw the place we lived in again. Wow. That's bizarre. So. Flying from the seat of your pants, man. Hey, do you guys want this position? Okay, well, you have to do it now. So, exactly. uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll mail you your clothes. <laughs> Hearing him share this story of moving to Indianapolis to lead a church literally the day he was asked to go really inspired me. This was a man of unshakable faith that believed that God would take care of him and his pregnant wife as long as they put him first. Men like Steve are rare, so I knew what a unique opportunity I had to learn from him. We swapped stories back and forth until we arrived at the restaurant. We sat down after we ordered our food and filled up our coffee cups. The food came soon after, and with our bellies full of delicious carbs and caffeine, I asked Steve about his current ministry and what led him to be self-supported in the first place. I was asked by uh, Lipscomb University last week, Steve, you've been out for five years doing what you're doing. What is your what is your thing? I said, I do resets. And uh, so that is where I'll take a bunch of people that don't get along or not happy with each other. But this is where you have... <clears throat> We are broken. We are mad. We're ticked at each other. Yeah. Um, and it's a it's a process that begins with collecting narratives, merging into one story that has the bandwidth and all the voices of everybody. And you get everybody to agree to lessons learned. Yeah. The narrative softens hearts. The lessons learned process softens hearts. Then you cultivate a place where privately they can hang out with each other and have new uh, aha moments. In a nutshell, Steve goes into situations where people are on opposite sides of an argument and can't reach an agreement. Often these conflicts are the result of deep personal wounds that prevent the people involved from even trusting each other anymore. It really is an important resource for any organization, but especially for churches. Now before, Steve had told me that he'd been in the full-time ministry for over 20 years. So I asked him what prompted this really big career shift. Pain drove me, Travis. Pain. Yeah. I, my pain was so intense that I didn't care if I was going to have to live in a trailer, um, if I was going to have to have really old laptops and not have cable TV. Right. But pain was for me, and I actually still feel that pain, uh, because... I don't feel it personally from that event. I feel it uh, in some other people's lives right now. Yeah. And I'm like, the same thing that made me get into this, people are feeling, how can I get into that situation or help them out? Yeah. So The drive to help other people resolve their conflict for Steve stemmed from something that happened to him not too long ago. A contentious personal experience that deeply affected him and gave him the clarity and the inner drive to do something about it. I can definitely relate to that. He then asked me about Unlock Your Gifts. I had given him a heads up before we got together that I wanted to get his thoughts on what I was trying to create. So I laid it out the best that I could. And so if you are self-supporting minister as an entrepreneur, if that works out for you, what, 
aspect of ministry is most attractive so where I'm at right now is really trying to figure out instead of trying to being an all around you know player like for football you have the athlete they don't really play a position they're just called athlete yeah and they're talented but they never start right the 350 pound man that is really good at pushing people over he starts he can't run he can't catch he can't throw but he does one thing exceptionally well right and so it's like if I'm going to be a specialist in something right what should I do and so kind of how Unlock Your Gifts evolved and how I settled on that as something to pursue was that was something I was uniquely able to offer people was blending the the understanding intrinsic motivation how to interweave that with your daily activities and specifically how you engage with the church that it's this constant reinforcing thing that as you serve more you feel more fulfilled which makes you want to serve more instead of like well I'm just going to grit my teeth and I'm just going to do it because somebody told me I'm supposed to yeah there's there's enough of that out there and so I was able to figure out a process from bringing different things together of how how to help people identify kind of what their strongest or their, their core intrinsic motivator is yeah how to how to put that into a sentence or a statement that can then be a launching point for right. the things that they do. So to help people figure out what, how did you say it? you want to be able to help people figure out who they're supposed to be and what they're good at? Yeah, it's so the if I could summarize it, it's helping you figure out who God created you to be. Yeah. You know that you are going to honor God the most. You're going to please God the most, and you're going to enjoy life more. When you're being true to yourself, yeah. Instead of trying to become an image of something, yeah. So, like in my my coaching program, the first two things we talk about is really teaching on the importance of every body part. I know, I know. Judy which the extension Judy, is, if you're going to be incorporated into the body as a functioning member, you should know what body part you are. Right. Otherwise, you could be an elbow and think you're a liver and yeah. be doing a terrible job. Right. Um, and like, man, I'm. I'm terrible elbow I must there must be something wrong with me it's like no you're just you're not supposed to be an elbow right um, and so because we talk about that a lot like the body of Christ everyone's important yeah. but then we don't take the next step and say then how do you plug into that Steve listened intently only stopping me to clarify a thing or two along the way once I'd finished I started picking his brain what were some of the things he learned starting his ministry did he face some of the same obstacles I had and if so, how did he overcome them? That's fascinating. So yeah, so my so my ultimate goal, and and I actually want to pick your brain on this um, because you know I'm, we had a very preliminary conversation about I left my hundred k a year job in the ministry to be a consultant making forty k a year, right? Yeah, yeah. And and what that journey was like, and then. You know, do you present yourself more as a professional with a church focus? Is that because what I've run into is it's it's hard to communicate value in a dollar sense, especially in a community where they expect everything spiritually oriented to be free or very cheap. Yeah. So it's how do you how do you explain like no this is this can literally change your life. Right more than any conference you can go to any series of books you can go to it's not just information it's coaching it's walking you through this personal process yeah 
And then the kickback is, well, I don't think it's worth what you're charging for it. Right, sure. And and, and I'm a little more B2, B2C, and I imagine you're kind of more B2B oriented. But but ha- have you run into any of those kind of kickbacks? Of Well, oh yeah, first of all, unfortunately, I'm still way too much in the church world. And I have all these doors to walk through in the secular world, but I get yanked into crises. Because it's our family of churches, I feel, okay, I'm going to do it. Right. But I'm, I'm teaming up with secular consultants, and I'm just not, not through enough doors there yet. Right. I, I, I take a growth cycle where you look at uh, progress over time, and progress usually means, in churches it means membership size. Right. Baptism, things right. like that. So I'm going to chart it out. But a membership size, if you can see, um, anytime you're growing and escalating, anything you do is proactive. Right. That investment... I put one dollar sign. When you plateau, I put two dollar signs by that. Mm-hmm. When you were dipping, uh, there's three, and when you hit a crisis, there's four. Okay. Okay. The worst cases that I've seen so far of four has cost forty-four thousand to a hundred thousand. Right. Forty-four thousand was a lot. A hundred thousand was LA. Right. But in the case of the forty-four thousand, which I have the most data points. Their contribution went up $2,700 a week immediately. In 14 weeks, they paid just in the difference for the $44,000. Right. But then they had the benefit by the end of that year, they were giving $4,400 a week more than they were before. Right. Their attendance grew, they outgrew their facility, and they planted a church on Maui. Right. And the morale is so much higher. Yeah. So even in the worst case, the investment pays off. And I asked the outgoing evangelist who asked to go back to the mainland for training, I said, if we had done this back when the most serious problems showed up, how much money would we have saved and how many people did, would we have not lost? Yeah. He, he put people that we would not have lost in the upper hundreds of thousands, hundreds, like four to six hundred. Yeah. And the contribution between 600000 and a million yeah. lost. Right. Based on, and it would have cost less than 44000 Right. Because it's more on the preemptive side. Right. So I have proactive, preemptive, responsive, and, and responsive is two categories. There is a problem, please come, or there is a firestorm. Yeah, right. And that's really highly reactive. Right. um, Steve is able to charge organizations tens of thousands of dollars for his services. Why? Because after he's done, they recoup their investment and then some. Not to mention that everyone is happier. In essence, they make money by hiring him. I needed to figure out how to translate Unlock Your Gifts in a similar way. When you buy my course, what do you get in return? And am I communicating that clearly enough? All indications so far would point to no. And while it's easy to get down in the dumps whenever you fail, not all failures are created equal. Sometimes a failure is necessary to open up the door that will lead to success. Steve believed that even though things weren't going according to plan just yet, I was on to something. Yeah, that's interesting. I think you're on the right right trajectory, right line of thinking. If you can activate people to be much through what you're doing, one of the benefits, other than their how they feel about themselves and God, is that they are going to be more volunteering for legitimate needs that arise. And they're like, hey, I'll do that. Count on me. Um, 
Man, that's a win-win-win for everybody. Yeah. It was really affirming to hear him say this, that he believes that I was on to something. Sometimes you just need someone to believe in you when you're not sure if you even believe in yourself. We jumped back into the car at that point and started heading back to the house. And it was then that he gave me his most practical tip yet. Like, it needs to happen. Okay, so I've had three coaches throughout this whole time. One is a guy named Tom Lombardi. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm familiar with him. And he, for him, it was just a couple of months as I started. Sean Summerkamp, which I still use. And then I've got another guy who wants to help. He's a disciple who's international, who's served four countries and it's really awesome but he wants to help me get into the business world in a specific uh, way niche so what I think if they were in the car today mm-hmm. they would uh, recommend you pilot something you know maybe pro bono so like for instance okay. if you approach you know five people in the church that are perfect candidates for from here to there. Right. They're nowhere near where they could be. I'd pick people that are smart, sociable, but need to be activated. Yeah. And come up with a, say to them, hey, listen, I'm, I want to help you, and this will help me. In the future, I would, this would be something I would charge people for, but I'd like to see if I could use you, experiment on. So... But that pilot thing is what I think that they would say if they were sitting in the car. Okay. While I didn't like the answer, I knew that what he was saying was true. I was confident that what I had put together would work, that it would help people, but it was still unproven. I needed to be patient and let the ministry continue to grow and work on expanding my network of relationships and influence. My escape plan wasn't going to be ready as quickly as I wanted it to, but at least I knew what I needed to do next. Getting time with Steve turned out to be instrumental to the progress of Unlock Your Gifts. Without those two hours, I might still be stuck trying to figure things out. You never know when a chance encounter or conversation can be the turning point for something bigger. But this impromptu breakfast had given me an idea. I started formulating a plan, and this new plan was really exciting. On the next episode of Ministry Startup, I decided to create an entirely new course, one that would leverage everything I had learned to solve an entirely different problem. The workshop will be called Small Group 2.0, and, you know, with the idea being that Small Group 1.0 wasn't working out so great, which is why they're taking Small Group 2.0. I believe that the church's best days are still yet to come. And I believe that it's ordinary Christians, just like you, doing extraordinary things that will get us there. If you're one of the heroes who has already left a review for this podcast, go ahead and pat yourself on the back. You've earned it. 
If not, all it takes is 30 seconds to tell the world they should be listening to this podcast. Then give yourself a pat on the back too. If you want to find out more about Ministry Startup, go to ministrystartup.com. If you want to learn more about Steve Staten and his ministry, Bridging International, head on over to his website, bridginginternational.com. The theme for this podcast was written and performed by Flow Up. You can find out more about his music by going to his Facebook page, Flow Up 623. Other music from this episode was written and performed by Michael Parallax. You can find his music on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon on the next episode of Ministry Startup. Thank you.